Hey folks, we've been doing this podcast for over two years now and uh, you probably don't know, but we're on Patreon. That's right. If you head to our Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you can check out all the different tiers we have. That's right. And uh, as well as our general tiers, we actually have special tiers for potential show sponsors and content creators. So if you want to share your goods or services or anything awesome you're doing, there's special tiers just for you. That's right. And uh, if you wanted to support us, you can chuck in a dollar a month to the Human Fund, Money for people, i.e. us, and uh, that will continue helping us do what we do, which is talk about the secondary characters from Seinfeld each week. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so if you are a supporter, thank you. And if you've thought about it, thank you. And uh, if you want to support us, thank you. Yes, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Happy podcasting. We don't have to name names or point fingers or <laughs> name names <laughs> me and her have had our problems she and i have had our problems you and i and she and you don't you drag me into this <laughs> this is between you and her and her yes and i'm convinced that if she were here with us today she would agree with me too who <laughs> Where is she? Ah, this is part of the problem. I thought I was part of this problem. You're a huge part of the problem. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello there and welcome to another week of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This is the first episode we've recorded since our prestigious uh, appearance at the Australian Podcast Awards last weekend in Sydney. Beep. Believe it or not, Ivan isn't at home. Leave a message at the beep. I'll be doing this podcast on my own then. No, you're not. I'm here. <laughs> yes, my name is Ivan. And I am Stephen. And yes, last week we did go to the prestigious Australian Podcast Awards and we were actually one of the nominees, surprisingly. That's and, right. Uh, we just didn't turn up like a like a, like a gatecrasher. No. and Like, uh, hey guys, hey. What's, like a deadbeat podcasting no. Uh, duo. That's right. And I didn't wear my backless dress, unfortunately, so no. I couldn't make a grand entrance into the ball. It was you, a bit of a shame. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. really spin up a flight of stairs. No. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't set up for a grand entrance. Especially with my hip and my shoe. I yeah. don't think it would really work. That's true. Well. Yeah. yeah. That's why I caught the elevator. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, yeah, so we went to the Australian Podcast Awards. We lost to a wonderful podcast called the Eyes on Gleed. Uh, they're a Handmaid's Tale podcast. Really good. Uh, pl- produced by SBS, the special broadcasting service in Australia so uh, good work guys yeah congratulations and uh, congratulations to all the other winners and uh, as far mm. as I'm concerned we're all winners you're all winners I know yeah. we are yeah no it was a really good night and uh, if you want to hear a bit more about uh, our experience at the awards and what it was like and uh, all the all the um, highs and lows the emotional highs and lows the roller coaster that was the awards um, you can check out the episode on our Patreon we have a little debrief um, that's available to Patreon subscribers that's right for $2 or more a month you get to listen to that episode. That's right. Well, yes. let's get on with this week's episode. We are covering the Susie, a season eight episode. Yes, that's right. Season eight, episode 15 of Seinfeld. And I've, I've only got three secondary characters today. So I've got uh, Peggy, who is also in The Apology from season nine. Uh, also, uh, George's episode girlfriend, Alison, and uh, a returning character from season three, Mike Moffat. He's, uh, he's in this one. He's the guy from the parking space who George argues with. That's right. And uh, I've got a couple of notes uh, on J.P. to 
them and, and also Wilhelm. We have uh, covered them in their own episodes, but uh, we'll talk about them in the context of this episode. Yes. Before we get on with the episode, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C podcast at gmail.com. You can say hello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit. Uh, you can listen to this podcast and all of our previous uh, episodes, and you can rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Overcast, Stitcher. We're, we're, we're everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. We're, yeah. We're... we're uh just basically everywhere. We're, we're like herpes. We're everywhere. <laughs> we're lupus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, that's right. Yes. And our website, uh, uh that's currently under construction. So you're probably trying to log in and you're like, hey, come, it's not working. Uh, we're redoing it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll come up again eventually. Yeah, with the millions of visitors to that website, our server crashed. So we've got to find somewhere that can support the, the millions of... Uh, uh, clicks that are coming through to our website. And our download numbers have just dropped significantly. That's right. Because <laughs> we don't have a website at the yeah, moment. Yeah, be patient. We just need to, you know, we were hosting with Google and they were like, our server farms can't handle the traffic. And now we're all friends fans as well. So that yep. never, that didn't help. That's know, right. So, so we're going to, we're going to get uh, hosting services from the Chinese government. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Huawei is actually going to sponsor it. That's true. It's good. That's true. <laughs> well, they lost all their contracts with all the other countries. So <laughs> they're contracting directly with podcasts now. That sounds good to me. Yeah. They're the only infrastructure that can support the, uh, the huge listeners that we get <laughs> oh, absolutely. even though we're being sarcastic we do appreciate you our listeners absolutely you're very loyal and we love you all thank In, you indeed and we got a bit of listener mail a bit after as well we'll so do that a yeah of we'll, emails we've received we'll get that at the end mm. uh we'll cover that at the end uh well let's crack on with the episode let's open up with seinfeldisms seinfeldisms yes i actually did send this one to you it's actually a news article uh, from screenhub.com and they did an article about the australian podcast awards and in particular uh, eyes on Galeed, who won best fan cast they were our adversaries for the award um the author's name her first name is rochelle and her twitter handle is milan to pinksk i like it uh because she because uh, we retweeted it and we uh, added her and we're like hey that's an awesome name and then she's like oh we, she figured that we'd probably figure it out because we're a seinfeld pod and uh, she's like we'd be yeah. pretty fucking terrible at seinfeld podcasting if we didn't figure <laughs> that one out hey. exactly imagine if she was like hey guys check out my username and we we're like yeah so milan where's huh? that what? <laughs> what? what's milan got to do with seinfeld that's right and her instagram name is rochelle rochelle Fa- fantastic yeah so that was good and also a name dropped us and the other nominees as well so yeah uh, yeah check it out screenhub.com that's right so that, that i think that's our first share Seinfeldism because it was neither, uh, you know, it didn't happen to us individually. No, no, no. It was more of like a news article which I happened to stumble across, and and even though we were mentioned in it as well, uh, I thought it was great that the lady was Rochelle and she had a Seinfeld reference uh, for her Twitter and Instagram. I thought it was fabulous. Close enough. We've, yeah, we've had weaker Seinfeldisms. Yeah, so. we, we've had worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do some Seinfeld news. All right. What have you got this week, mate? Uh, I've got three things. So we'll open it up with some uh, some music news. So. DJ Seinfeld, uh, a favourite of mine, and uh, I've talked about him on and off over the last couple of years of Bidwabask, he has a brand new EP out. Oh, excellent. The George Costanza EP. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's got a <laughs> remix of uh, the song from this episode, Believe It or Not, George Isn't At Home. It's, 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 uh, it came out last week. It's called Galaxy, so G-A-L-A-Z-Y. Um, I thought maybe it was a misspelling of Galaxy, but uh, it isn't. No. Um, yeah, and it's gotten some pretty good reviews, and I think it's got five or six songs on it, and it's just a classic DJ Seinfeld, just some good uh, lo-fi house music. Yeah, cool. Good All stuff. Right, check that out. Yeah. Hey, maybe if we get his permission, if we reach out to him, maybe we can play a couple of tracks. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I'm too young to be sued. He's not going to sue us. No, he won't. No. Uh, the <laughs> second bit of news is uh, in response to the very mixed reaction to the 
recently aired season finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, the one that I watched that as well. Yeah. yeah it was uh, it was all right. Mixed opinion. Mixed opinion. We talked about it in the car on the way to the studio. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen past, I think, season five or six, but I know what's going on because I basically asked you for spoilers and it yeah. saves me watching three seasons. I'm like, oh, I know who dies. It's yeah, all good. it's really not worth it. I mean, just stick with seasons one to six. Yeah, and, the, and this is a bit of a warning as well. Um, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you've probably seen it already, but just in case you haven't, uh, kind of spoilers coming up ahead. So maybe just uh, skip over the next 30 to 60 seconds of this podcast if you are uh, saving yourself for the ending. So in response to the finale, uh, Jason Alexander actually tweeted, and I quote, Dear, uh, Dear Game of Thrones company, uh, I know a little something about finales and disappointed fans. My advice, live in joy that you are part of something that moves people so. You are all magnificent. My family and I loved it all. Thanks. Uh, and this is obviously a reference to the mixed uh, opinions that the Seinfeld finale received in 1998. Yes. That's not really spoilery, though. You didn't give away anything. Well, That's not yeah, a spoiler. That's true. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a spoiler-free uh, news article. That is true. You did it right. That's true. <laughs> I just feel like talking about anything to do with the MCU or Game of Thrones requires a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, you know, preface, even mm-hmm. if there's no spoilers. I don't know. Ned Stark dies. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's from season one. Ned Stark, <laughs> another Stark dies too. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, Endgame by now, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the Starks fell in that universe too. Yeah, the Starks are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> They're fucked. Uh, and the third bit of news, a couple of weeks ago I reported that a upcoming New York Mets game, uh, which is happening on May 30, yeah. will be Seinfeld-themed in honour of the 30th anniversary of the initial airing of the show in 1989. That's correct. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Keith Hernandez, they're actually going to reunite. That's right. So they're both appearing at the game. Uh, Keith Hernandez used to play for the Mets when he was an active baseball player. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld fan. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has been a, a fan in his real life and in the show as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, no word on what they'll actually be doing at the game. They might just turn up and wave to the crowd or they might, I don't know, become friends awkwardly. Or, <laughs> or they might move furniture together. They might move furniture <laughs> together. Who knows? That would be that would be pretty fun. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Yeah. But um, whatever they do, he's hoping they won't break up. No, I don't think so. And that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very good, Stephen. So what do you reckon? Uh, should we have a quick break now or should we just jump straight into it? Uh, let's have a quick break. All right, sounds good. When we come back, we're talking about the secondary characters from Season eight's The Susie. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. Are you looking for a brand new conversation podcast? Well... You found it. My name's Ivan Pugioni, and in my relaunched podcast in Melbourne last week, I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. When you go into the, the inner workings of the story, you know, when you get into the nuts and bolts of stuff, even if you're going to have a story about escapism, you, you want the reader to easily relate to things. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you can get your podcasts. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, and today we're talking about the Season 8 episode, The Susie and Its Secondary Characters. So what do you reckon? A bit of a plot synopsis, Stephen, to kick us off? Sounds good. First aired in the US on February 13, 1997, directed by Andy Ackerman, written by David Mandel. Mike, played by Lee Arenberg, the guy who once referred to Jerry as a phony in the parking space, has become a bookie. Kramer, who has a gambling problem, wants Jerry to place bets with Mike on his behalf. He also sets his watch ahead one hour, even though daylight saving time hasn't started yet. Um, I'm sure this won't lead to any trouble. But it's funny, it doesn't really lead to much trouble. It's a bit of anticlimactic, isn't it? Other than uh, going to the basketball game, which he said started an hour early. Yeah. That's really it. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought there would be like something... 
more had yeah, to be more of up, a snowball kind of it's effect. set up yeah. for a bigger payoff but it doesn't really yeah. eventuate in anything disappointing yeah Elaine's co-worker Peggy Megan Cole thinks that Elaine is a different woman named Susie you know it's actually happened to me before in one of my previous jobs I used to be called Christian by someone really Ran, I don't know how that happened it'd be like hey Christian but I don't, never had the heart to tell him that my name was Ivan how long did that go on for <laughs> probably six months really yeah and I never told him you should have told him on the day he left or he yeah. left or whatever by the way, by the way my name's Ivan. Ivan. Or, Ivan. Or you, or you know, or you know, you know what I should have done? If they called me Chris, I'd be like, Christian. Yeah. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my alter ego. George is excited about Steinbrenner's ball because he wants to be able to show off his tall, beautiful girlfriend, Alison, Shannon Kenny, by making a grand entrance with her wearing a backless dress. Backless? What are you going to do? Back her in? <laughs> George's plan to take Alison to the ball is put in jeopardy when he finds out that she's planning on breaking up with him beforehand. He therefore goes to great lengths to avoid her, saying, If she can't find me, she can't break up with me. Kramer lives out his gambling addi- addiction rather through Jerry by placing bets under his name. When Jerry wins, Mike can't pay up. When Jerry accidentally closes the trunk door on Mike's thumbs, Mike becomes afraid of him. Later, Mike tries to make it up to Jerry by fixing his trunk, but gets trapped inside thanks to Kramer. Meanwhile, Peggy starts talking to Susie about Elaine, even though it is Elaine, and she makes derogatory comments about her. Elaine becomes angry, and uh, she gets really upset because Peggy addresses her as Suze rather than Susie, even though Susie isn't a real person. That's right. She gets really offended by it crazy. Uh, when Peterman, uh, John O'Hurley over here, he wants to resolve the conflict and demands a meeting between Peggy, Elaine and Susie. Elaine says it's not possible. She becomes so tired of pretending to be Susie that while driving in the car one night, Jerry tells her that she should eliminate her and Mike thinks that uh, Jerry said just go kill her. Yeah, I love the the laugh. He was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that bumper sticker over yeah, there. He's like, ah. look at that bumper sticker. He says it so quietly. Yeah. He's like, look at that bumper sticker over there and they're both like, ah, ha, Yeah, and then they both start laughing maniacally. <laughs> And then poor Mike's scared. Poor bugger. Elaine tells Peterman that Susie lost her life and a bereaved Peterman organises a memorial service for her. Did you notice in that scene as well, Stephen, that there's no body? There's no casket? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe is, are there ceremonies for cremations? Oh well, it was a memorial, but yeah. there was nothing to bury or cremate. That's true. I just found it interesting. It's like... I don't know, maybe they thought her body got lost at sea or something and they couldn't retrieve it. With Dalrymple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her and Dalrymple's bodies are living in the bottom of the ocean. Who knows? Rest in peace. Fish food. Yeah, exactly. Mike barges in uh, and accuses Jerry of murdering Susie after he escapes the trunk. But Jerry seems unconcerned, merely commenting to Peggy, not only that, I broke his thumbs. <laughs> I love how unfazed he is. <laughs> Slept with her. And then Elaine just glares at him. Yeah. Finally, when Alison can't find George to break up with him, she uses Kramer as a go-between, and Kramer breaks up with George on her behalf. Kramer invites George to a restaurant where everybody breaks up, Pomodoro, and runs away when George tries to argue. George decides to change and tries to make amends with Alison by using Kramer again. Later, Kramer shows up at the ball in Alison's place, and after a scuffle in the lobby, George tears off the back of Kramer's tuxedo and is thrown into the main hall, making a grand entrance by twirling on his own. How good's that? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, he's with me. Uh, Elaine is glad to be rid of Susie, but Peterman tells her he is establishing a foundation in Susie's honour. And she has to use all her spare time, after hours, weekends, to run it. Suuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuu
I'd want revenge on an imaginary person as well if they ruined my life. Yeah. And uh, that scene where uh, it twirled, the camera twirls out, that's been used in The Wrath of Khan, and uh, that pan-out sequence is also used twice by George huh. during the show. Okay. Is that your uh, very unsubtle... Uh, segue into episode trivia? Yes. Well, before I do, a couple of other secondaries in this episode. Richard Hurd as Willem, uh, Wilhelm, rather, and uh, Jane Edith Wilson plays the woman at Pomodoro. Oh, I see. What have I done? Why cool. are you breaking up with me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some episode trivia. Yeah. Uh, so the song that this episode is most uh, well known for is uh, a parody of the Great American Heroes theme song, Believe It or Not. That's right. Isn't that the one that goes, Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Leave a message so at the beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I prefer George's version. I think George's is fantastic. I mean, the original song's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's no answering machine message. Absolutely. I prefer that one too. It's so good. Yeah. Um, the outtakes on the season eight DVD set reveal a different eulogy that Jay Peterman did for Susie. Uh, this one went unused in the final episode. Uh, in, sorry, unused in the final episode. And I quote, uh, Susie was like a shining star that burned almost too bright. Like a flash bulb, you know, the ones that give you those little red eyes. That was Susie. That was Susie. That was Susie. And an episode goof, uh, when Mike bursts into the funeral and uh, says that Susie didn't commit suicide, you have to ask yourself the question, how would he know the cause of death? Hmm, that's true. Yeah, because mm. he wouldn't know. No. He, he thinks that Jerry kills her. Yeah. But um, he says explicitly she didn't commit suicide, but he wouldn't know that. No, exactly. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, I guess that kind of adds to the joke. Adds to the whole humour of the situation. I think it's just a mistake. It's probably just a mistake. Just an honest mistake. Yeah. It happens from time to time. Because everyone would have looked at her and said, what the hell? Yeah. Like, well, looked at Mike, rather, and said, what the hell? Mm. What are you talking about, man? That's it. Weird. Anyway, yeah, that's all the trivia I have. There's not much, is there? No, no, Weird. no, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, shall we talk about some secondaries? Sounds good. Uh, Peggy? Yeah, let's start with Peggy. Played by Megan Cole. She's known for appearing in Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and ER. And as I mentioned before, her character also appears in Season 9's The Apology. Right. Yeah, there you go. She's the one who, uh, you know, Kramer makes the salad in the uh, shower. Yeah, she's a germaphobe. That's right. And Along her and Putty. That's right. And she joins the germaphobes club. That's right. Uh, now, she is a designer. Uh, at um, Jay Peterman, Jay Peterman, mm-hmm. and uh, I think she is maybe a failed model or a failed label owner. Mm, okay, she well, seems to have a kind of a sour disposition. She's always just a bit off it. Or do you think she's hung around so many models that she's really cynical? Maybe, maybe, maybe she, the maybe there's a bit of envy. Maybe, yeah, you I know, think she so. She sees, yeah. uh, you know, younger women sort of getting anything they want just because they're good looking. Yeah, um, you know, and she's obviously skilled and talented. And maybe she isn't recognised. Fair enough. Um, you know, she feels a bit sort of undervalued, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Because even when Peterman speaks to Elaine about her, he says, "Oh, she's on like the ninth floor or something." Yeah, you know. So obviously, it sounds like or, or one of those really low floors. Mm. So it sounds like that she's not really considered too highly in the company. Even Peterman makes the point when Elaine leaves, she, she pretends that someone's calling out to her in that scene Peterman turns to Peggy and says what's your name again yeah you know it's just like who are you yeah I mean yeah. I, would, I, I reckon she's been uh, well like I said she's been a, she's a lifelong designer um, and I think she's been with Jay Peterman from the start Probably, Probably, you know, in the 70s or the 80s when the company was founded. But Peterman barely knows her. No, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, he should know. It's not like Peterman's a huge company. Mm. He should know his original staff, but he doesn't. I mean, he's a bit <laughs> of a jerk as well. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's made her a bit a bit bitter and a bit sour. Probably. Yep. And not so sweet and not so umami. No. <laughs> no. And she just always seems to have her face sort of twisted. Mm. She's just a bit like, what do you, a, Yeah. I know. Yeah. Very. Yeah, she's very standoffish. What made you think that uh, she thought Elaine was Susie? 
Um, I don't know. Maybe she just made an honest mistake. Okay. I mean, there's nothing obvious. Yeah. Um, it just kept rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone else referred to Elena Susie. Maybe. And uh, she just thought, okay, well, that must be Susie. Maybe they were talking about Susie Quattro or something. Yeah. Maybe she was having a conversation about the singer and uh, Peggy was like, oh, Susie, that must be her name. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> a bit just, of a... I'm just reaching here. That's a bit of a weird yeah, association. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. Sure. Oh, I'm just reaching. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> One thing I thought, and uh, I don't know if this is inappropriate or not, but for some oh. reason I think that she's gay. Okay. I don't know. I just got gay vibes from it. Proto Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe. Is it because of her short hair? Um, yeah, that probably contributes. Yeah. Um, I try not to rely on stereotypes too much, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She just gave me gay vibes. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, she's not overly camp or anything. She no. just, I'm like, I think she's gay. Cool. I think she's just a, you know, a, a sort of a bit of a reclusive sort of person yeah I think um, she's very introverted yeah. and very reclusive I think she likes being alone I can imagine she has a few cats <laughs> yeah, and her mates yeah. are cats she'd be a cat lady yeah. and I could imagine as well that she probably has her own apartment and she just likes living alone and she probably likes designing when she's in work she likes to be in her own office or her own desk yeah, she you comes know. across as a bit of a bit of an introvert and yeah. uh, maybe even a bit repressed in a way repressed how? she just seems a bit uptight Oh, you right, know. okay, yeah, that yeah. kind of repressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like a bit reserved and a bit uptight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah, that's what I got from her. I, I couldn't get anything else, really. Uh, well, obviously, I, it's not really in the context of this episode, but she is a germaphobe, uh, but we can talk about that in the apology. And that kind of lines up with uh, sort of uptight nature. Mm-hmm. You know, she's. I, I imagine her apartment to be very neat. Yeah. Very, very particular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a pedantic woman. And when they're at the memorial, she seems quite shocked at Jerry. Yeah. You know, Jerry says all this dumb stuff and she actually believes it. She's like, oh, wow. Yeah. So she's maybe, a bit gullible as well. Yeah, maybe a bit of naivety there. Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think she's maybe even a bit sheltered. Probably. You know, and I mean, you know, it's not like Jerry. Like, Jerry says things that are quite shocking. Like, mm. if someone just came up to me and was like, broke that guy's thumbs, I'd be a bit concerned. Yeah, absolutely. But she she looks sort of almost dumbfounded. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all I had about Peggy. Yeah, me too. Why don't we talk about Mike Moffat? Mike Moffat, yes. Played by character actor Lee Arenberg. Uh, he's appeared in more than 30 films, Stephen, uh, including Waterworld and Pirates of the Caribbean. He's also made appearances on TV shows, uh, such as Friends, ugh, Perfect Strangers, and Roseanne. Uh, the characters also appeared in the parking space in season three, like I mentioned before, where he fights with George over a car space. That's right, mm. and uh, he seems to be a very different person in this episode. Like in the in the in the parking space, he's he's just he's got an attitude. Like he doesn't sort of take any shit, and he stands up for himself. But in this episode, he's he's almost like a little wuss. Yeah, he is, isn't he? You know, like even before he's afraid of Jerry, he's just so timid, and I don't know, like. He, he, something happened in the five years. Like he went from someone who's quite confident and you yeah. know, a bit of a bit of a, I guess like an asshole, mm. you know, or just a bit of an arrogant dick, to someone who's not very much like that at all. No, I, and it's really funny how he's still hung up on that whole phony situation. Yeah. Like still, yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's really eaten at him. Yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe um, you know in the parking lot, maybe the, it was just false bravado. You know, okay, maybe yeah, he was sure. always a bit insecure. Okay. Um, you know, and a bit sort of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess insecure is the best way to describe it. And plus, he already knew Kramer and Jerry, didn't he? Yeah. When he rocked up yes. in the parking space. Uh, pretty sure. He knew Kramer, at least. Yeah, he knew Kramer. I he was there to watch the fight, I think. I don't think he knows Jerry. Oh, no, he does. Oh, no, he, he converses, does. Yeah, he was yeah, going to go to Jerry's. They were going to watch the boxing match. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen that episode in a long time. Yeah, I know. And then George is wearing that funny hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, in this episode, he's just very timid and uh, kind of a bit, almost like a little weakling. Yeah, a bit different. So, you think it was all in the parking space or it was just false? Uh, yeah, or either that or he was always like, 
you know, this in this episode, this is who he is in, in the parking lot. Maybe he was just in a bad mood. He had a bad day and he just felt the need to sort of act a bit cocky and a bit, yeah. bit jerky. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he was genuinely like that and then something sort of brought him down a few pegs and now he's like, you know, how he is in this episode. I think he's really fallen on hard times. Yeah. I think he might have lost his job or something happened in his career. Yeah, he seems, to have lost it, he seems to have lost his bravado and confidence. He lost his bravado and confidence and he's lost his self-esteem and he's he's kind of lost his way as well. Um, yeah. And I feel like because he's even doing stuff as being like a bookie, yep. you know, just like a, a loan shark, bookie, low-end kind of person, well, I think he's just desperate. Yeah. Um, what makes me think... Uh, he decided to become a bookie is maybe you know he had to run a bad luck and he maybe just had a few wins just a few lucky wins like what um, Kramer does yeah <laughs> you know and uh, you gotta ride it now I don't think he's got a gambling uh, addiction like Kramer no, no I think it's more a case of he got a bit of confidence back and rather than just accepting it as just a, a small run of good luck he's like oh I must you know I must be gifted at, at, at betting mm. so I'm gonna become a bookie and he can't back it up he doesn't have yeah. the money to pay Jerry <laughs> and isn't it funny how the tables turn and Jerry becomes the bookie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertently breaking his thumbs and stuff, well, and I, leaving him in the boot. I interpreted in Jerry as like you know because it's a pretty, uh, I guess, cliche thing in in mafia films where bookies owe the mafia money. Yeah, that's right. You know, and when they can't pay it, they break their knees or break their thumbs or whatever. Yeah. So Jerry was more of like a mob figure. I thought it was the opposite. I thought Jerry was meant to be the guy that owes the bookies, and then the bookies, if you don't pay them, you know, they'll come and break your legs and stuff. I thought it was the opposite effect where the actual patron became the bookie and vice versa. That's the way I interpreted it. But I guess you could say that Jerry was like a mafia mafioso. Well, well, yeah. I mean, Mike feared him in this episode because he owed him money. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he misunderstood a bunch of things that Jerry said and did, <laughs> thinking that he was, you know, becoming violent and, right. and sort of holding it over him. Ah, okay. I thought of it differently, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. I mean, either way, he was threatened by Jerry. Yeah, he was. Um, I I can imagine him being sort of fucked over by his customers. If he if he wanted to be a full time bookie, I can imagine his customers just making a whole bunch of excuses because they know they can get away with it. Yeah, because he'd be like, oh yeah, it's okay. He wouldn't last too long. Would no, he? no, no. I don't think he's cutthroat enough. Five years ago in the parking space, I reckon he would have made a good bookie because he wouldn't have taken any shit. Nah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, he became a bookie at the wrong time in his life. I think. Yeah, well, like I said, any time in those last five years, something went down. Yeah, personally, financially career-wise, romantically, who knows? Yep. Something went to shit, and then he fell on hard times, and uh, now he's just a low-end bookie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How um, long do you reckon that lasted? Do you reckon he was still a bookie? I reckon he would have. Nah. <laughs> he nah. was done, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon that was probably his last venture. I reckon owing Jerry Grand, and I mean, you know, even if he just sort of ghosted on Jerry and didn't pay him, Jerry is not the sort of person that would really care about that. He'd just be like, yeah, mm. it's not like he lent him a thousand dollars he wasn't short a thousand dollars no no he no. didn't even expect to win no exactly. you know he was surprised when he won 37 points yeah that's right um, <laughs> yeah so i don't think jerry would have cared if uh, mike just disappeared or didn't pay him or found a bunch of excuses but even um jerry just doesn't care for mike you know oh yeah like I mean, mike goes up to him and says oh, i'm a bookie oh there was no spots in arson yeah you know <laughs> yeah he's got he's got some disdain for him and Hopefully i mean we can see you in another five years yeah and i mean obviously jerry still holds on to the uh um, being called phony yeah. from uh, the parking space. That's what Because he, he brings yeah. it up. Absolutely. He's like, some might say you would call it phony. Phony. When uh, when Mike can't pay him his grand. That's right, yeah. So he yeah. gets to come up and... Bit of a sore point for both of them, yeah. really. But he thinks very little of Mike. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, that's all I had about him. Me too. Uh, let's talk about the final secondary character, uh, Alison. Alison, played by Australian actress Shannon Kinney. Uh, she's appeared in Australian TV shows including Hey Dad and Sons and Daughters. Uh, she's appeared in the films The Invisible Man, Max Steel, and Batman of the Future. 
Wow. Never heard of any of those. Nope. There you go. Yes. Oh, I've heard of Invisible Man. I think it's got Kevin Bacon in it. Oh, isn't that Hollow Man? Oh, is that Hollow yeah, Man? Yeah, that's, that's shitty, right. When you see Kevin sh- Bacon's dick. That, oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a weird thing about showing his dick. It must be in his contract. He's like, I'll only play the movie if I can show my cock. What does he show his penis in a lot of films? It's not. Uh, yeah, I've seen his dick in a few films. Oh, geez. I remember in Hollow Man, I went and saw it with uh, Dad. The films, I was like, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, or whatever. And it's not like a full frontal, blatant shot of his dick. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's like, I think, I think he has to strip naked to get invisible, and it's like the camera's at like a weird side angle or whatever, and you kind of see a hint of dick, and it's like, mate. We don't want to see you, Kevin Bacon. You're a little bacon. <laughs> yeah, you're a little your bacon. bacon strips. I can imagine your dad. What the hell did you take me to, Stephen? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Have you got something you want to talk to me about, Stephen? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. I can imagine Kevin. He wasn't happy with it. He brings shame to the name, Kevin. <laughs> he does. Oh, yes. Same name. My father's name is Kevin. That's right. And he has been on this show before. He has. Yeah. Way back in uh, episode, episode five. Ten. Was it 10? Yeah, the Seinfeld Oh, that's parents. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the deal? Yep. One of our old what's the deal with way, episodes. Way, 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 way back. God, we sounded so different back then, didn't we? We did. Goodness gracious. Uh, now, I think that she is a PA or a secretary or something. Fair call. Yeah, I think she works for someone, you know, at an executive level. Yeah. Someone with a lot of money and power. Yep. Because uh, she can easily get floor tickets to a Knicks game. That's right. Which in New York are, you know, basically gold. Courtside, is that the best you can That's do? That's it. That's what George says. Yeah, so I don't think she's a somebody. I think she works for a big somebody. Yeah, definitely. She's she's like an executive personal assistant. Something like something. that. Something, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, I didn't really get much out of her as well. I mean... She's been trying to get in touch with George and obviously in the pre-social media, pre-technology, you know, mobile phone days. A lot of easier to ghost people. Yeah, 100% it was. Yeah, definitely. You just don't answer their calls. That's it. Why do you think uh, she wanted to break up with George just because he's George? Probably because he's George. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I was hoping it would be something stupid, like it'd just be a little thing like, oh, I don't know, it'd just be like something so minuscule that George would just, it just snowball, snowball, snowball. Like how Jerry breaks up with women for just small little things that's that they can't right. help. And then George would eventually say, oh, you want to break up with me because of something stupid? And then she's like, oh, it's just a little thing, but you've taken it out of context. Yeah. And then, like, it'll be his fault to go back on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, uh, yeah it was oh. an overblown response. Do you, I, th- I reckon it was going to probably be something like that. Yeah. And then eventually she confided in Kramer, and then she had a second thought. And she's like, actually, no, nah, I don't want to be with George at all. Yeah. I think maybe she wanted to talk to him about an issue and then try and resolve it. But then she was just like, oh, he's not returning my calls. He's oh, not worth okay. It. Right, right, you know right. I mean? Now like, I understand. So he's not worth my time. So she didn't initially want to break up with him. She just wanted to raise an issue. But yeah. the, the fact that he reacted like such a... like a Such a kid. Just a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That caused that, her to break up with Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, That exacerbated okay. the whole situation. Yeah, right. That's the way that I saw it. Yeah. No, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then Kramer goes up to her and says, oh, we're taking him back. And then Alison, you can see in her face, she's, she's not like, too sure. What? She's like, what, really? Mm. No, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Kramer's like, oh, I, I, I've taken you back, but she didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever the pool. And uh, as she says by her proxy, Kramer, she's uh, after more than a good time. Oh, she sure is. Yeah. I no. think she wants a serious relationship. She she <laughs> looks like does. late 20s. You know, she's probably, you know, I can imagine her being a bit of a party woman, you know, sort of having a lot of flings and a lot mm. of, uh, you know, sexual escapades. But she wants, she wants something a bit a more serious. Time. Yeah, that's no, right. But once she got to know George, I think she realized that he's not really relationship material. He, he's definitely not the He's one. not human being material, no. let alone let alone help. <laughs> Healthy relationship material. Absolutely, he needs to be in a with a group of scientists in he Austria. Need, yeah, he needs to be in a padded, <laughs> has to be studied. He needs to be in a padded cell, poked and prodded, yeah, and studied by a group of t- a team of scientists. That's it. <laughs> uh, now I have one note, 
and uh, I mean, it's not anything, uh, you know, very, very enlightening about uh, Wilhelm. <laughs> Played by Richard Hearn. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and we've covered him in our What's to Deal With episode, What's to Deal With Elaine's Bosses. No, oh, sorry, the, What's the to Deal With the Yankee stuff. stuff. That's yeah, right. The Yankee stuff. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Uh, the only thing I had is that he's overly impressed, probably a bit too much, by Kramer's twirling entrance. Yeah, he's really in- fascinated by it, isn't he? Yeah. He loves it. I, I mean, if that was me and I saw some tall weirdo... Uh, twirling into a ball <laughs> with a ripped tuxedo, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? That's part of the laugh. That's yeah, part yeah. of the whole charm of season eight. I realise you know that. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I think, it may, I think it's funny. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of the best parts of the episode. Yeah, for sure. Even though the episode I felt lacked quite a bit compared we'll, to others. but We'll uh, talk about that a bit later. We will. We'll have one final break soon and uh, yeah, we'll rank them, I guess. Rank the episode. For sure. Yeah, well, I don't have anything else about any other secondary, so why don't we have a break now, and then when we come back, we'll uh, go through our top ten uh, episodes, where this episode fits uh, our top characters, and a bit of listener mail. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Welcome back to this week's episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. We are talking about The Susie, a season eight episode, and uh, we're almost at the end of uh, this week's episode of our podcast. Um, Where did this episode fall in your uh, list of episodes we've covered so far? Where did it rank? Out of 83 that we've done so far, uh, number 67. Okay. So a bit lower in the ranks. I, I, I did mention at the start of the break or before the break that it was lacking a bit i just found like it wasn't really funny all the way through though especially the, the point that you made where mike runs into the memorial and says oh she was murdered even mm. though people know that they she took her life you know supposedly that was a bit of a glaring omission that was a bit of a glaring error like after you mentioned i'm like oh yeah that's true um yeah i just i don't don't i don't know i, I thought it was more of like a classic episode because you know the susie's usually spoken about quite a bit but i don't know i just don't think it lived up to it really yeah it's a bit disappointed in it, actually yeah i feel about the same look i haven't ranked it specifically but i'd say it probably falls around number 70 yeah um definitely in the in the bottom sort of you know the bottom of the bottom half mm-hmm. um I like some of the ideas, but they just felt half-baked. Yeah. I'm really it, disappointed in Kramer's Daylight Savings skit. I thought that was going to lead on to something. He was going to cause someone to be late or I think or that could have... That could have been really fun. They couldn't have gotten a lot more out of that. that could. I reckon if it was like a Larry David penned episode, I reckon he would have used that watch situation to really cause havoc yep. with someone or, or more than one person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Him, him being an hour later, an hour early or something would have just snowballed and caused snowballed and caused a you know a whole bunch of shit for a whole bunch of people especially with mike you know at the start of the episode mike says what time is it and kramer says six and he goes oh i'm running late yeah imagine if that affected mike and that led into like the whole bookie subplot yeah you know if something happened somehow i don't know why yeah Uh, yeah it felt like the uh, the ideas were sort of yeah half-baked like yeah uh, you know they 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 weren't fully matured when they were brought out of the incubator or something like that they were just like eh (laughs) it it almost felt like a rushed episode maybe a bit of filler they were like oh well we need to produce 22 episodes for the season we've got 20 good and 2 bad you know this is just happens to be one of the bad that's right yeah Uh, one thing as well that I just couldn't couldn't get into and it's not the wackiest storyline you know even for Kramer let mm-hmm. alone season 8 or 9 is him acting as a proxy for Allison I thought that was kind of funny yeah I yeah. mean it was funny but it was just too weird I, I, reckon, I don't know I reckon what they should have done is maybe just had one scene mm. I think the scene where they break up a Pomodoro was alright they I should like have the, kept that but maybe I like, like the awkward exchange at the apartment more than the breakup uh, I like the other one okay. the other way around yeah I reckon if they just kept one scene mm. that would have been funny and then maybe if they started doing the second scene and then they're like what the hell are we doing 
doing. Yeah. You know, they look at each other like, uh, yeah. Anyway, yep. season eight, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, look, one of the weaker episodes we've covered. Yeah. But, uh, you know, can't win them all. But we are committed to do every single episode of Seinfeld and talk about its secondary characters in random order, which is a, always a surprise. So you don't know what will come up next. That's, that's right. That's the most exciting thing about this. And speaking of secondary characters, do any of the ones that appear in this episode appear in your top 10, 20 or 30 or 40 or any of them? Well, if I had a top 1,000, Alison <laughs> would be number 998. <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah, she was, a bit, she was a bit bland, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She didn't really uh, have much going for her. No. In terms of, uh, you know, funny aspects or anything like that. Well, they didn't flesh out her character too much. That's it. Deliberately. Yeah, look, I I really like Mike. He'd probably appear in my top 30 or 40. Yeah. I mean, he's not a standout character, but, you know, I like him. I I probably will like him more when we do the parking space because he's a bit more of a, you know, he's got a bit more bravado. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Wait till we do the parking space and then I think your uh, opinion of him will change. Yeah, and like I said last week, I do have a soft spot for arseholes. (laughs) Not actual arseholes, people who are Assholes. You had to correct that last week. Yep. Yes. I was listening to that episode through the week and you thought that I called you an asshole, but what I meant, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was you, only you because misunderstood. You were, it was only because you were looking at me in the eyes when you said asshole. I was, just, I was like, oh, what? I was just keeping eye contact with you because it's polite because <laughs> we sit across from each other and talking to microphones. Of course. I wasn't staring at you going, <laughs> hey, Ivan, you're an asshole. <laughs> you said that to me off here. That's true. Mm, yes. That's true. I'm not, I'm not putting that on record. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Although with this new AI thing, you know, did you watch the video of the AI Joe Rogan? No, you and told me about it. And they used Joe Rogan's vo- uh, voice and they made like an algorithm. This is actually just an AI now. Yeah, it is. All of our, the rest of our podcast episodes are done. My name is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, all right, well, let's uh, wrap it up with some uh, listener mail. When you control the mail, you control information. So we got an email all the way from Grand Rapids in Michigan by Jace. How you doing, Jace? Um, he says that he's enjoying the podcast. He listens on Spotify and uh, he started listening to us and he enjoys our chill and relaxed vibe as opposed to the loud americans yeah he's uh, used to listening to especially because uh, he says he listens to a uh, uh, sports and he says he likes that he likes our relaxed and chilled vibe uh compared to the uh, american sports podcasts if as well. cricket imagine if cricket was an american sport how how much he'd be into like richie benno and all the relaxed commentators oh uh, yeah you know fantastic yeah they're all dead now though so, they are you know. they are they are yeah but um yeah they're all just so chilled out and just yeah. like cool that's right except uh, Bill Laurie. Got him, yes. Piss off, you're out. Oh, he's got him all, yeah. (laughs) So good. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Jason. We're really glad you found the podcast. Yeah. uh, Yeah, thank you so much for for tuning in and please tell your friends about it. Yeah, thanks for getting in touch too. It was really kind. It was nice to read. Indeed. And also, we are on Patreon and we'd like to welcome our newest $2 a month Patreon, Brandon. So, Brandon and Tim get some bonus goodies. So, if you go to patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you can check out our different tiers and you get different things. That's right. And we are also on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter. And you can email us, bidwabasspodcast at gmr.com. And uh, we're available on all podcast uh, services. And if you want to rate us, review us, subscribe to us, or spread the word, that would be phenomenal. That would be fantastic. And next week, we are going all the way back to Season 3. We're talking about The Stranded. Nice. Have you have you ever been in a situation where you've been at a party and you couldn't get home uh, and you were stuck? Not a party, but I've been in situations I didn't want to be in. Yeah. Um, now I just tend to know what I like and what I don't like. Like, there was a thing <laughs> on at work today. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be part of it, so I just didn't show up. Excellent. Yeah. So you stranded them? Uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, I left them stranded. <laughs> you left them stranded, yeah. I don't it. think they cared. Nah, they were like, not. Steve here? No? Yes, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's right. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And we will see you next week for The Stranded. You take care now. Stranded.